You are listening to From Sobriety to Recovery, Episode 12. Let's get to the show. Hello, everyone. I am Jesse Mogul, and I am in addiction recovery. Thank you so much for joining me here today on Episode 12 of From Sobriety to Recovery. It's great to have you back. Hope you've enjoyed the shows up till now. We're going to get right in on this one because I'm really excited about this topic. I feel like I say that genuinely and generally at the beginning of every show, but this is really my favorite podcast of them all that I shoot. This is the one where I share a lot more of my own self and my stories. And this week has been one of those where I have really been working on the idea of the journey and not the destination mentality. Um, Friday, I gave myself a day off, which was something that I don't really know how to do. And by day off, I mean laid in bed, slept till 7 a.m., got up, went to the bathroom, came back, slept again till 10, then got up and really just didn't have a whole lot of of knowing what I was going to do, prioritizations. I, I was just physically tired. And it was one of those things where I just didn't know how to shut this machine that is Jesse off. And for those of you who who are not really getting what I'm saying here, let me, let me put it this way. It's like for the longest time, you know, I really immersed myself in my program, in my physical fitness, in my nutrition, in my work as a life coach and a public speaker and a host of, of different shows. I mean, ultimately, I'm, I'm out here pursuing in, in Hollywood. I'm out here pursuing the idea of, of me becoming a television host. And, and everything has changed from when I first got here coming up on 10 years. In fact, uh, come May 8th, it'll be 10 years here. And there was, for me, I feel like there was a lot of wasted time, not only looking back up my 12 years in college, but then ultimately my first, you know, six to eight years here in LA, uh, there was some times where I really felt like I was moving forward and I was accomplishing what it is that I set out for, what it is I wanted from my life. But I look back from 2011-12 um, up until I got sober in 2017, there's a lot of, just a lot of dead air there, a lot of wasted time. And so when I got sober and realized I was buying back all of this time in the future when I would have been using, um, there became this, like a sprint feeling, like this vibration inside of me where I was trying to play catch up. Um, for the longest time, I spent a lot of my using days uh, with this this saying in my head where I would where I would ask myself and I'd ask other people at what age do you go from being the person who had tons of potential to being the person who wasted tons of potential and that really is what fueled me for years knowing that at some point sobriety was going to have to be something that I not only stepped into but really embraced that this not drinking and not using drugs isn't just a passing fancy that once I'm successful and I have money in the bank that I can go back to the old way of doing things. I know that I can't unring the bell, right? I was a version of me as a child that, you know, went into chrysalis and then turned into this drunken butterfly. And now I'm not drunken anymore, but I don't get to go back in time and take away all of those steps I, that led me to this addictive person that I am now. I have to settle in and this is just who I am. And so 
for all of those years that I was consistently getting intoxicated and realizing at some point I would have to become sober, that that question rung inside of my head. At what age will I basically become the person who wasted tons of potential? And I don't think that's a fair question to have asked myself then, and it's certainly not a fair question for myself or you to be asking yourself. I don't think that there's ever an age where you still can't live up to the potential that you've always wanted and, to, and you've strived for. I honest to God don't. You know, um, I'm watching some of this NCAA basketball stuff on the computer, and Samuel L. Jackson just popped up in some commercial. And I read something on Instagram about him um, having been addicted to meth or heroin or something back when he was in his 40s. Um, then he started getting some small movie roles. He got Pulp Fiction. Um, I remember him in Coming to America way back in the 80s. And what, then all of a sudden, you know, Pulp Fiction launches him. And now he's in everything, right? Like, I feel like the guy's been, he's in every single movie there is. And, you know, he's well into his 60s or 70s now. I mean, at 40 years old, he had still not reached his full potential. I'm sure if you asked him now, he'd say he still hasn't reached his full potential because there's a driver inside all of us that wants us to continue to succeed. And so whether you stopped using at 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, like there's still whatever that potential is that you want from yourself, it is still attainable. And so it's this is something that I've, I've it's a back and forth with me guys, like constantly, you know, I'll go off and I'll give a good speech or I'll get a new client and I'm like, yeah, I'm rocking this. And then, you know, I go to a marketing conference on Thursday and I really feel like I learned a lot of great stuff. And so I come back and I should be ready to hit the ground running on Friday. But instead I, there's a malaise, not a depression, but just this sort of blah. And I'm, I just shut it all down and it wasn't easy Friday. I'm shooting this on Sunday. So that was, that was day two of the, of March Madness, so there was a you know bunch of basketball games on, and so I turned those on. I was watching the Wrong Man's on Hulu, just you know, just really just chilling. I, I randomly fell asleep and took a nap. I mean, the only thing that broke up this whole lazy day of mine was talking to my therapist, and she's the one who really, you know, she accentuated. Um, is that the right word? She accentuated the topic, accentuated the syllable. I don't know. She really put emphasis. Let's just go with that. She put emphasis on the fact that for me, my homework is slowing down to shut this off once in a while, to be able to take a day and just relax. And so she also mentioned that for other people, she has to like tell them to get up off the couch and go do something, right? So ask yourself, which one are you? Are you the one struggling to gain momentum? Or are you the one who's got all this momentum who go, go, goes. And for me, I honestly wonder if, is it a fear of losing the momentum that causes me to continuously push, push, push myself, no matter how tired I am, no matter how cranky I might feel if I have skipped a little, a meal that day, cause you know, intermittent fasting and then appointments all next thing I know it's seven o'clock and I still haven't eaten. And I was supposed to like, I'm afraid of losing that momentum. And so if I have a day off where I'm not doing something, then it's, like, what do I do the next day? Like, how do I get back on track? And so as I really bounce all of this around in my head, I thought this is this would be a great idea for the show. And so some of my show notes that I uh, wrote here, um, th- this is one of the comments I made at the top of them, is that we all wasted a lot of time while we were using. And now that we are clean, there is probably a sense of urgency to repair our relationships, get our lives back together, together and to get our job or career in order. 
And so if that resonates with you, then think about this. There's only so much time that you are allotted in a day. We all get the same amount of time. And where are we prioritizing it? Where are you prioritizing what your focus is going to be on any particular day to make sure that you can go to bed feeling like you've had a a winning day? Um, So my three keys here. uh, Key number one, you are done wasting time. You are sober now, and you just bought back all that time from the future that you would have been using. Uh, Key number two is that only the self slash the ego cares about the future or the past, right? The present moment is all that really matters. So work on focusing on that. Um, Eckhart Tolle is doing this 10 part series with Oprah Winfrey on her soul Sunday. I think is the name of it. Anyways, uh, it won't be too hard to Google that. And he talks a lot about how it's only the self and the ego who thinks about the past and the future and that to be perfectly in harmony with yourself, you're focusing on the now. What are you doing now? for your program, what are you doing now for yourself, for your relationships, for your career. Focus on what you can do now and don't get too worked up about what you want to be doing in the future because that's that's the self, you know, constantly pitching itself forward, worrying about something off in the future. Uh, Instagram recently had something. It was that, that worrying is praying for something bad to happen. And so don't be worrying on what you're going to be doing tomorrow or the next day. Focus on the now, and you can have a plan, you can have a strategy, but let that be what it is. And then number three, um, get work done when you can and get some healing time in for you, your inner circle, and and obviously your work, your career, when it's time for that. Okay, so we're going to dive into these a little bit deeper. Um, that we're done wasting time. You know, we're sober now. We get back all that time. I mean, when I start to really get myself worked up into a frenzy about, you know, getting my life to the place that I want it to be, I check myself by thinking about what it would, what it would I be doing if I were still drinking? I certainly wouldn't be doing this podcast. I, I, I would, of course, I wouldn't be doing a podcast on sobriety and recovery, but I had one called Everything's Interesting with Jesse Mogul that I was doing for a while that I shelved because I just wasn't being consistent with it. And you can't expect to be successful at something if you're not consistently doing it and practicing it and working on the craft. And so now, whenever I start to get down on myself, I just think, you know, think about all the time and the money that I've already saved in these 26 odd months that I've been sober and think about all the time in the future. So I want you to do the same. You know, think about what it was that you were giving up by using and now all of this time that you have back. And yes, we're going to need to prioritize that time so that we're getting things accomplished so that we can feel good about ourselves, right? I mean, if you just... Well, this is something that I've, I've been saying for a long time, whether I've said it on the microphone yet or not, I don't know, but probably is that, you know, if you just took alcohol or drugs away and you still just come home from work or sit on the couch all day watching The Simpsons, eating donuts in your underwear, and you expect life to be better, well, then that's BS and you know it's BS. And if you're doing that, then check yourself because that you, you have to know that that's bullshit. If nothing in your life has changed other than the fact that you stopped using, then you're in sobriety, but you're sure as hell not in recovery. All right. And I'll say that with some gusto because, you know, recovery is the act of working on your program, not counting the days and white knuckling through things, but embracing this new version of yourself and realizing that there's a clarity that you get from not using and to really absorb in that. 
right? Alcohol, drugs, food, whatever your vice is that got you to this show, got you to this point, that was a solution to the problem that ultimately became the problem. It didn't become the bigger problem. Whatever happened in your, in your past, that trauma, grief, sorrow, sadness, whatever it might be, that's still there. And the only way you're going to be able to heal through it is if you have a clear heart and a clear mind and you can't be using and, and be doing that. Anyone who tells you that they have is, is lying to you, which is easy because they've been lying to themselves. Gosh, if I could go back and just write down all the lies I used to tell myself to, so that I could continue drinking the way that I did. So we're not wasting time. We're living, right? You didn't have a crappy day because you're sober and in recovery. You had a crappy day because that's what life is. Life has crappy days. And you just have to be okay with the fact that there's going to be a day when you're not going to accomplish as much or you're going to feel tired or worn out, right? Like people who keep telling me, Jesse, practice more self-care. I can do self-care as long as I know that I've gotten what I need to get done, done. I, and, and really making sure that it, what I'm doing is self-care. It's not like, oh, well, I'm just tired, so I'm going to sit on the couch and watch four hours of television. Well, am I really tired or am I more afraid of what I want to be doing other than watching TV? And then that fear of my expectations on myself is causing me to get myself full of stress and anxiety. And then my natural inclination is to turn on the television because at least I can just zone out. So ask yourself that. Is, are you really seeking self-care whenever you, you know, sit down, watch some television, take a walk, read a book? Or are you really buffering? Are you really stopping yourself from doing what you really should be doing because of some, some fear that you have inside of yourself about actually taking that step into doing what it is you really know you want to be doing other than whatever you're using to buffer? Some people might say, well, Jesse, taking walks are good. Reading books are good. Relaxing on the couch once in a while is good. It is. It absolutely is. If by doing that, you're not giving yourself a negative outcome. Like I work a normal job and then I come home and then I have to work on, and not have to, then I get to work on my life coaching and my podcasting and the programs and my clients and all this fun stuff. But I still have to go in and, and, and work that job that pays the bills so that I can still have my apartment and everything in Los Angeles and live the life that I've become accustomed to. If I were to come home every single day and be like, oh, the job is just so draining and I'm so tired, so I'm going to lay on the couch and watch TV for six hours. Okay, if I really need that from time to time, then by all means, I should learn to embrace it, and I will. Um, but if I also think, well, what I am is I'm really afraid of getting on the microphone and putting together a crappy podcast, so that anxiety and stress I've just get thrusted upon myself, I'll now use that as my excuse to lay in bed and watch basketball all day. Are you doing that? Is there something in your life you really want to be doing, but that fear that you have that it won't be received the way that you hope that it will be, that you want it to be? Right, that fear that maybe it won't be the best the first time you do it, which it won't be, but I bet you it'll be better the 10th time and the 20th time. So you're not wasting time any longer. You're moving forward. And even if that means that you're doing something, but it's not the best, it will get better if you consistently work on it. And that's where we can jump into key number two is only the self, the ego, cares about the future of the past. The present moment is all that really matters. So if you're working on something, for me, it's a podcast. For you, if, it, if it's getting healthier, if it's uh, having better relationships, 
getting your career back on track, um, sitting down and reading a book once in a while. It's the present moment. Ask yourself, is this helping me heal? Is this helping me recover? Is this doing something beneficial to my life? Is is this what I'm supposed to be doing with my time right now? If you've scheduled out your day, which I highly recommend, and I'll discuss a little bit more on that here in a second um, with the priority four focuses, if you really, if you've got your day organized, then there's some time in there to, to, you know, to read a book, to sit in the backyard and get some sun, to take a walk, knowing that that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing in that moment. And so you're not sitting here thinking about the future. Oh my goodness, I shouldn't be taking this walk. I should be sitting at my computer. I should be answering emails. I should be sending out resumes for a new job. I should be, you know, uh, budgeting my my finances better, doing my taxes, whatever. You know, I should be cleaning the kid's room, dusting the, the ceiling fan, whatever it might be. Like, have that time and the place scheduled out. But when you're doing something, be in that moment doing it. If uh, when Eckhart Tolle talks about being one with the moment, and I think about dusting my room, I'm like, what? What are you talking about, dude? Like, be one in the moment while I'm dusting my room. But there is a meditative. Uh, that's why I love cleaning so much. It's very meditative, and it becomes one of these things where it's like, if I'm in the moment and I'm just enjoying the dusting, realizing that I'm cleaning up my room and that it's going to be organized and it's going to smell good and all my little dead skin cells aren't going to be floating around in the air. Like, you know, if you're focused on that and you're just in that moment, it is, I don't think cathartic is the right word for it, but it is, it's very humbling. It's very meditative. It's calming. And so be in the moment with whatever it is you're doing and knowing that if you've decided to do something specifically so that it makes you better in the future. It's already making you better now just by the fact that you're doing it. Yes, I would love to have Python arms, but I know that every day I I go to the gym three, four days a week that I'm working on it. I don't half-ass it when I'm in there. I pull up the big weights. Uh, You know, I I, I get my sweat on. I'm ready to push myself harder than I'm I'm probably used to. Because that's where I know outside of my comfort zone when something's really difficult, that's how I know I'm growing. If in the moment I'm starting to feel overwhelmed or discombobulated or confused, that's great because that confusion is what precipitates or precedes, probably is a better word, uh, precedes the breakthrough, right? Like right as you're like, it's like when you don't know anything about something, you know, then you're just, you know, it's like you're ignorant to it. You're, you're not comprehending all of the steps that's going to take to get you to the point you want to go. As you learn more about it and you start to practice, um, and there's some really cool terms for this. I'll, I'll pull out of my, one of my books and I'll bring up in another show, but it's, it's like being competently competent. You know, like knowing that you know what you're doing. Well, before you get to that point, it, you've learned enough that your brain's starting to put all the pieces together. And it's that's when the breakthrough is getting ready to happen, when your brain starts to squeeze. And you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. It's like you're going to have a pop real quickly, real soon. And all of a sudden, it's like you're going to know how to do it. It's like I remember tying my shoes when I was a kid. Wasn't the best at it. My mom wanted to buy me some, I wanted my mom to buy me Reebok pumps and she refused to do it until I learned how to tie shoes. And this is back in the 80s. This is when pumps were first coming out. 
So she made me literally sit there and practice tying one of my dad's tennis shoes. And I mean, it made me cry. I couldn't figure it out. And it's taken me, I don't know if it took me days, but it took me a while. I know I was not very happy about it. And then all of a sudden it was like, no problem, right? Little bunny ear, wrap it around, tuck it through and boom, it was done. But up until that moment where I finally got it, it really upset me that I couldn't figure it out. Well, that's still happening now in our lives. So be in that moment, practicing at it, knowing that the pop is coming and all of a sudden the breakthrough will be there and you're going to look back and wonder how it is that you could never figure that out. Think video games. How many times has there been a level that just keeps kicking your ass and then out of nowhere you finally learn when to dodge left, when to dodge right, when to shoot and jump and shoot again and thrust, thrust, right? Thrust Terry. <laughs> is that a term for a sword? And then boom, before you know it, you can't ever, it's like you, you laugh about how easy it is to beat that monster now. Like Super Mario Brothers. It was so hard beating that, that, that dragon thing at the end. And then once you beat it once, you're like, oh, okay, I figured it out. And that moves us to key number three. You get your work done when you can and get some healing time in for you, your circle, and for your career when it's time for that. Okay, it is important that you heal. It's important that you recover. It's important that you follow your program, whatever that looks like to you. Whether it's AA, Refuge, NA, it doesn't matter. Whatever your program is. Okay, but it's also equally important that you begin your growth, nurturing yourself toward the life you really want to live. All right, and my way for doing that, and I'm going to have him on the show down the road, um, one of my peers and my brother's father-in-law, one of my best friends on the planet, Tom Rigsby, uh, came up with priority four focuses. So you give yourself a priority for the day, which is that one thing that if all of a sudden you remembered it at 11.59 p.m., you would jump out of bed and scurry around ready to get it done before the day clicked to midnight, right? It is the ultimate thing to get done. For me today, it was this podcast. I had to get po- my priorities, get podcasts done. Boom. Now the, re- the day's a win. Podcast is done. Posting up, be available Monday morning. And then you get four focuses, right? Uh, see a friend, um, have a nice meal, go for a walk, um, get your taxes organized, um, help your kid with their homework, um, you know, sit down and have a vulnerable conversation with your loved one, like whatever those four focuses are, put those down there. And those are the things that you're working on throughout the day until the priorities allowed to arrive, right? If that meeting was at 4 p.m. That, and that's your priority, you've got a whole day worth of stuff that you could be doing. You cannot just sit there staring at a wall waiting for that priority to get here at 4 p.m. There's other things you can be doing. And if one of those focuses starts showing up on the list day after day, eventually it needs to be pushed to the priority. Right, this is towards the end of the show. I'm, I'm really hoping that the, most of you make it this far because I... I Using priority for for focuses is huge for me, and I'm going to bring that up in a show here soon whenever I have Tom come on for a minute and talk about that. But this way, you can be prioritizing what it is that you want to do. And I won't go too much more into it. Just take a big piece of paper, write, write P on it, and then four Fs underneath it. And then you can have your priority for the day and then your four focuses. And if your focus, one of the focuses is like run errands, okay, you can have little errands that you're doing. Those can be on that side list. Right, but you're you, you don't necessarily need to have grocery store, dry cleaners, bank, post office, all taken up one of the focuses because you're going to knock all those out. Right, so this allows you to make sure that you've got things. So that if you look around, you're like, what should I be doing right now? 
If you really want to be reading a chapter a day out of a particular book, then make that a focus. And whenever you have some downtime instead of screwing off on social media, now you can be reading that, that chapter you've always wanted to read from that book that you really like. All right, you can get your work done by prioritizing it. And for me, when I woke up Friday, I didn't have anything prioritized for the day. And frankly, I was just exhausted. So I took the day off and it wasn't easy. And I battled with myself throughout most of the day. But you know what? Saturday, I got up, I went to the gym, I had a really great workout, I came home, I worked on my website, and then I went and watched the Florida Gators lose to the Wolverines in the basketball thing, and then I came home and I worked on the website some more and ate a delicious meal, and I was in bed early enough to get up for work today, right? So I was able to pick right back up with that momentum, and here I am doing the podcast, filling out my taxes. I've got things I'm doing today to make sure that this stays productive. So actually taking day off on Friday didn't do anything to to squelch my productivity over the weekend. If anything, it made me realize that one, I could should be doing that more often and two, that it actually was a lot of fun. I watched a movie on Hulu called Annihilation with Natalie Portman. It was a little weird, uh, but it was certainly enjoyable enough that it was worth two hours of my time. <laughs> So for you, if you're wasting too much time, and again, I use wasting in air quotes, if you're sitting on the couch killing six hours, figure out what it is that's your priority for that day and go get up and go do it. And don't let fear overwhelm you because fear comes from an expe- expectation that you're either putting on yourself or that others or that you're you're thinking others are putting on you. And that in the last episode, episode 11, I talk a lot about fear and expectation. Go back and reference that for more on it. Right? Be in the moment. Only the self and the ego, the self, they're the same thing. The, the ego self cares about the past and the, and the future. Like, what the hell are you reliving the past for? Look, you got sober. You're in recovery. You're working your butt off. You're on your steps. You're working your program. And you're moving forward. You have got all of this time available to you that you would not have had otherwise. So be blessed and, and, and feel blessed and f- be humbled by this amazing step you took in a culture that really seems to commercialize addiction and vices. Um, congratulations, you have broken from that mold. And use the priority four focuses to get the work done when you can, but also use that, that same priority four focuses model for relaxing. When I know I've got a really awesome, you know, two or three days away from LA coming up, I work my butt off to get all my work done and I that's it. No emails are going to get checked. I'm, you know, I'm not going to go on and, and do work. I'm going to take those two or three days and I'm going to read a book. I'm going to, oh yeah, I'm going to get on Instagram and, and, and play around with my From Sobriety to Recovery profile, but I just love that community. So of course I'm going to go do that. But that doesn't work to me. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get all the heavy lifting work done so that I can go enjoy this vacation. And nothing makes me sadder than when I hear people go on holiday and spend the entire time working. Like, you may not realize that your brain needs that time to shut off, but it does. And you probably do realize that you just can't figure out a way to shut it off. Well, do that by telling people, look, I can't be on this computer. I cannot be filling out spreadsheets and, 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 and writing TPS, writing cover cover letters, cover, what is that from office space? We're putting cover sheets on all of our TPS reports, right? Like, no, I'm walking away. I'm not doing it. I need some time to allow my brain to just stare off into space and enjoy itself. All right. You can be meditating, whatever it is, meditating, working out, eating right, whatever it might be, just 
and as I wrap this up, just realize that this is all a journey. It's not a destination. We're not wasting time anymore. We weren't, you know, we were quote unquote wasting it then only because we were wrapped up in addiction. And while that little part of us will always exist down below, right? That's why I say I'm in addiction recovery. I'm not going to open up a meeting or a podcast and say that I'm an addict, right? I'm not addicted to alcohol and drugs anymore. I do have an addiction mindset. So I know I'm in addiction recovery. I'll be that for the rest of my life. But I stepped into addiction recovery, leaving that world of addiction behind. Now I monitor myself when it comes to my work and, and my play and my workouts and my nutrition. I monitor that and, and ask myself, am I starting to show signs of, of my addictive personality? But being aware of that is what's so bountiful. It's such a beautiful thing when you're aware of that. So be more aware of it, right? See that in yourself and, and know that you're not wasting time any longer, that there's plenty of time. All right. I don't tell people, well, I don't have time for that anymore because I have time for whatever is important to me. I don't, uh, what I say is, I'm sorry, I can't prioritize that right now. Right? If, if, I, if I can't prioritize it, if I can't focus on it, it's, that means it's not showing up on my list. I, that, that sounds like a great idea, friend, or that sounds like a great idea, family member. But I'm sorry, I can't prioritize that right now. I have my list of things that I want to do. And this is what I have to focus on. Right? I, don't go to every single one of your kids' baseball games or f- football practices if it means that it's taking away from something that would help you feel fulfilled in life. And we'll dive into more of that later. For now, thank you so much for joining. I, just remember, it's that it, you know. I know you've heard this. It's not a journey. It, it's it's not. It's all about the journey and not the destination. Um, Think about that, but then, you know, just like you would be on a journey, right? There's going to be these little mile markers you're going to come across, little signs. Don't let all the little signs on this on, on your highway of life, oh my God, let's get off and go check that out. Well, I mean, yeah, that's, you don't want to always put the kibosh on going off and seeing cool roadside shows as you're driving, but at the same time, know like what it is that you're trying to do, what it is on the journey you're looking to accomplish. If you set about this journey to experience wildly exotic, random things, then yeah, you've got to get off whenever you see that there's a dinosaur farm made out of toilet paper, right? But if your goal was to get over here and, 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 get your life on track. Well, I'm losing my metaphor here. It, basically, I'm trying to figure out a way to say, get off some of the off-ramps. Don't get off all of the off-ramps. All right? And just get yourself into a mindset that the journey is beautiful and that you're not wasting potential anymore. You have fully stepped into it and you're embracing it. And for me, I promise you I'll work on that. I'll bring more of this up next week. I'll tell you how I'm doing. I'm looking to give myself a day off about every two to three weeks now. And uh, I know some people would say I should probably take one a week. Not yet. I'm working up to that. Uh, for you, you, you're the one who makes that decision. You, only you know if what you're doing is buffering, which is just using something to procrastinate from doing what you really should be doing. And you can go back and listen to Fear and Expectations in episode 11. I'll be doing a whole episode on buffering soon. For now, my name is Jesse Mogul, and I am in addiction recovery. Thank you for also being here with me. I am so blessed to have you as listeners. I appreciate every moment that you give with me. Always keep in mind that the power of positive energy release and your life will flow. 
in a universe of infinite possibilities, why can't this be one? And uh, other than that, I think that's about it. Y'all take care of yourselves, and we'll talk soon. Mm-hmm.